Hey, hey, friends, welcome to the last episode on the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast for 2023, and it is an epic episode at that. I have my new friend and fellow colleague in the online coaching space, Leisha Drews, on the show today, and let me tell you a little bit about Leisha, because she is a rock star. She is a registered nurse. She's also a holistic hormone coach, and she's coming on the show today to really shed light on how our hormones as female entrepreneurs and business owners, how our hormones affect the way that we show up in our business and how we can actually cycle sync our business. Maybe you've heard of like cycle syncing your workouts or cycle syncing um, like seed cycling or cycle syncing like even your food. She's going to show us how we can cycle sync our business so that we can get our hormones to work for us instead of against us in the upcoming year. This is an absolutely epic episode. It's one that I'm particularly excited about because as you all know, I've had my own just journey with infertility, which is so much so tied to hormones. And I just love the abundance of knowledge that Leisha is you need to take notes on this and implement in 2024. Here's Leisha. She's going to be answering questions like, what are we missing out on when we don't take our hormones into account in our business? What's normal versus what is not normal when it comes to our hormones? Because friends, what is normal and what is common for the the American woman hormonally in this country is absolutely wild. What are some superpowers that we have as women in different phases of our cycle? And how do we incorporate hormones into our business in a simple and easy way? And where the heck do we start if our hormones are off? These are the questions that Leisha is going to be answering inside of this episode. Let's dive in. Hey coach, welcome to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 a month in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach, struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. 
because you were made for this. Alicia, I'm so excited to have you on the show. This is a different kind of episode than I've ever done on the show before, but it's a topic that I've wanted to talk about for so long. So when you slid into my DMs and like proposed this topic of talking about female hormones and how it affects us running our businesses, I was like a million times yes. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I told you when I reached out to you that I love listening to your podcast and specifically because it's fun. Um, and I remember one of the podcasts that I listened to first was something about branding and you were talking about how you like it to be pink and tropical. And I was like, we have to be friends. Like I just, <laughs> I just love, totally. um, kind of like the vibes behind everything. So I'm so excited to be here. I know yeah. it's a lot of fun women who listen to this podcast. Oh, well, what a compliment. Thank you so much. And I joke around that there's actually six love languages and the sixth one is traveling. And that is that is my love language. And I was telling, I was telling Lisha right before we hit record that if I seem a little groggy, I got home last night about midnight from the Dominican and flight issues and all the things, but I, it's just, it's so fun to travel and to like be in a space with other women who you have so many different crossovers. Like we're both online business owners. We both love travel. And so we were just talking about that prior. So yeah, I'm so glad that we get to have this conversation on the air. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. So I'd love to have you introduce yourself a little bit deeper to the women who are listening right now. I know that you're a hormone expert. I know that, that we're going to talk about today, how our hormones affects us running our businesses. But like, tell us about you, tell us about your business and how you even got into the space of helping women with their hormones. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So I'm Alicia Drews. Um, I have a background as a registered nurse. I went to nursing school essentially straight out of high school and ended up working in the hospital for about 10 years total between the time that I was in school and then as a nurse. And so I spent a lot of time working in the hospital, obviously, and I worked in a lot of different areas. I worked in the ICU and the ER and just kind of like everywhere in between and really, you know, had a heart to help people. That's why I was there in the first place. And what I one thing that it just kind of like started nagging me in the back of my mind was like, man, these people just keep coming back sicker and sicker and we're helping them and we're, you know, giving life-saving care and all these things that are so important. But also like, I don't have the time to really talk to them and say like, hey, this is why your blood sugar is still a, like tragic disaster and you keep coming to the hospital for it. Or like, man, you have heart disease because your nutrition is really, really bad. And I didn't have time or really the um, go ahead from my job, like that wasn't my job to be really talking to people about how they could help fix their health and improve their health on the front end um, so that they could stop ending up in the hospital. And so I really started just like kind of have that nagging in the back of my mind. And then I had my first daughter and, um, you know, I was like 23 years old and everyone was like, oh, you're just going to like, it's just going to be so easy for you. And I did have a really healthy pregnancy and labor was hard, but it wasn't, nothing was wrong. Um, but just like, as I started, um, kind of like doing everything right, in my opinion, like as I had my baby and I breastfed her and all of these things, as she was about two years old, she started having some asthma issues. And I was like, what is happening? Like I've done everything right. 
you know, of course, like uh, I literally did not do everything right, but in my head, done everything right. I've taken good care of my baby and she's having these issues. Like what is going on? And so that's where I really started to deep dive into like what's actually going on in the body when there's these more like chronic issues for my baby. And then I started deep diving into it for myself because I actually had a lot of hormone issues. Um, I had really irregular cycles. I had tons of hormonal acne. I had all of these things, but it was all things that my mom was like, oh yeah, I had that too. My sister had it too. And so it's like, okay, it's just kind of normal in our family, right? And so my paradigm shift of like what was normal versus what was not really happened in those first few years of motherhood for me, where I was starting to question essentially like the the system around me and like, can we do better? And so, you know, that's kind of like a long, long version of the story, but essentially, um, over those next couple of years, I really started to do a ton of deep dive research for myself into nutrition and gut health and root cause health and started to make tons of changes for my own family. And we saw such good results and we all started feeling better. And my daughter doesn't have asthma anymore. And all of these just like miracles were happening. And I started to learn about my cycle. And that was really empowering to me because when I had first gone to the gynecologist and asked, you know, like, is there any way that you can prevent pregnancy without birth control or, you know, I was getting my options or whatever. And I was like, what about like a natural option? And she was like, oh, honey, that doesn't work. And I was like 20 years old. And so I was like, okay, it doesn't work. Um, and so being able to start learning about my cycle really gave me, again, like another perspective shift where I was like, there's got to be more here. And so when I was ready to make the shift, I went ahead and got some certifications in functional health. My main certification in functional health is functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and started my own practice. And so as I started just like at the very beginning, I kind of worked with people in general, but I really, really quickly realized that I loved working specifically with women, helping them understand their bodies and just empowering them because it truly is just incredible what we can do when we understand our bodies better. And when we go back to the basics of like really eating in a way that works for our bodies. And so I just found that that's what I loved. And that's where I really connected with the women I was working with and where I was seeing the best results where I wasn't trying to chase rabbit trails and I just knew what needed to happen. So that's how I ended up working with women on hormones. And that's been several years ago, four years ago now. I've never looked back. I just love it. This is so good. I have so many questions. I know that we have some some questions that are like previously written down and we'll get to those in a second. But the questions that just popped up as you were telling that story is number one, when this, when you started this deep dive, you said that you were kind of like kind of questioning the system around you and decided to dive into essentially educating yourself around nutrition and functional health. Where did you start? Like prior to even your certification was it like YouTube? Was there a book that you found and fell in love with? Where did you start that journey? That's such a great question. Um, I know that I, and I don't think I have like a specific book that I started with or anything like that. I do know that I had a friend who told me that gluten-free might be something that I should try. And you know, gluten-free is like the gateway to crunchy life, right? So (laughs) a lot of times, I mean, so I think just kind of like really actually realizing like, oh, if I don't eat gluten, I'm not having these crazy migraines anymore. That was a huge just – that was a perspective shift for me where I was like, okay, I need to learn more about nutrition. And so it was definitely a variety and like much – a lot of time put into it where it was like, let's try this and see how it works. But it really just came down to starting to read labels. I think that was probably the biggest thing that I learned to do 
that I had never really paid attention to before. I just looked at the front of a package and I was like, oh, it says green, healthy food. I'll eat it. Even if it was like I used to <laughs> I joke, I used to think that like a healthy lunch when I worked at the hospital was like a lean pocket and a salad. And like looking back now, I'm like, there's a lot missing there um, and a lot of things in that that don't need to be there. But I think that's really where I started was just having the shift to know like, okay, nutrition really does matter. And then I just started learning about like what I was actually eating and where I needed to make shifts. One book that I really do like on nutrition though that I read probably a couple years in is called Deep Nutrition. That's a big book. It'll take you a while, but it's a really good one. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but we have a little bit of a similar background. So I went to nursing school. Now, I only went for a semester because then I I had a panic moment and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can like have somebody's life in my hands. So I am so grateful for the people that go into that workspace. And because it is a lot of work, it's a lot of education leading up to it. And then being in clinicals and like being on a job site, it's it's amazing work. And then I went from new, new, uh, excuse me, nursing school, and then I went and graduated with a degree in nutrition and dietetics. And so I had I had this like background in nutrition from, I'll say from a standard educational point of view. And after college, I kind of went on this little bit of a similar journey as you. I, I didn't go and get certified or anything like that, but I kind of went on this holistic journey and I realized that I had to a little bit unlearn, not everything, but a few of the things that were taught to me in the classroom in a traditional setting where they were teaching people to be dietitians, like in a clinical hospital setting. And it was just interesting um, how when I look back on my time in a classroom, college, you know, at a, at a, at a university, um, how the nutrition concepts that they teach, I'm not saying that they're all wrong by any means, but there was a huge lack of functionality to an holistic approach to the nutrition. And so I love this conversation and just having the ability to just like question the the systems, questions of things around us. And so one other question that I'm going to kind of get into the aspect of how does how does our hormones actually tie into our business is you say that you're working with women and their hormones. What stage of life do you find most of your clientele being in? Like are they coming to you postmenopausal? Are they coming to you like wanting to start a family? Where are they at in their life? Yeah, that's really good clarification. So I specifically work with moms and most of my clients come to me after like one or two babies and they've crashed. That's most of my clients. Um, sometimes it's more babies, sometimes it's less. And I do also work with women who want to be moms, um, and who are working on their fertility or even, I think this is just something that like, I just get giddy about when someone comes to me and they're like, Hey, I want to have a family in a year or two. I haven't even started trying yet, but I know my hormones are important and I want to like get my body ready for that. I think that that's just like, just like music to my ears. It's like the angel singing like, oh, because I wish that I had known. Right. And I just feel like, especially with the epidemic of all of us being on birth control for 10 plus years, like that's the story that I hear so often. Like we started on birth control at 15 for acne, for a bad periods, for whatever it is. And then we're on birth control for like 10 ish years and then, okay, like now I want to start a family. I'm going to get off birth control and try to start a family the next month. And it's like, oh man, 
Like there's just so many underlying things that have been unaddressed and so many nutritional deficiencies that can happen from that, just like multiple, multiple layers. And then they come to me, you know, a year later, two years later, and they're like, I can't get pregnant. And it's like, man, your system, your hormone system was shut off for such a long time. So I love working with women who, whether you've just come off birth control, you know, no shame in that. Like we've, I mean, I personally was on birth control, not for super long, but for a couple of years on and off before I learned about it and decided not to do that. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's the whole range of what I would consider to be moms, like pre-moms, already moms, working on hormones after babies, all the things. But I don't typically work with women in menopause. It's cycling women. Okay, got it. And so when you say that you work with women, you mentioned that like sometimes they'll come to you having had one baby or two babies and then they, you said crashed. What does the crash typically look like? What symptoms are they presenting? So, so much of the time, um, it's unfortunately the symptoms that we're told on TikTok are like normal mom symptoms. Like you're feeling really, really tired. You can't like get through the day without coffee. You're grumpy all the time. You are super grumpy before your period. Your periods are terrible. Um, so much of the time I hear women say that and they're like, oh, I know it's just like normal after, after you have babies for your body to change or things like that. But so much of the time, like it's not normal. You don't have to feel like that. And so that that's what I mean by crashes. Usually it's really low energy along with some other hormone symptoms like PMS or bad periods or, you know, kind of like the, the spectrum around that. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into this here in a little bit, but like what is normal versus what is common and normal and common are not synonymous words, right? right? There's a lot of things that are common that are absolutely not normal. Um, and w- the way that our body should normally function is unfortunately many times not common, commonly found. So, and I know that we'll get into that here in a moment. So let's kind of shift gears here a little bit and talk about the way that our hormones as women who are business owners, and this is the Bible's babies and business podcast. A lot of women here have little ones or desire to have little ones in the next few years. And almost everybody here either is a business owner or wants to be a business owner. And so what that usually looks like is a mom who is working from home. She's running the household. She is doing her mom thing and she's running an online business. So she's like, she has these dual responsibilities. That is like the typical listener of the show. So this is a perfect conversation for us to have. And so what are we missing out on when we don't take our hormones into consideration when we're running these online businesses? Yeah. Okay. So this is where it gets really fun. Um, one thing that I just, I think kind of like the overview of the conversation that I want to start with is when I talk about hormones, I think that hormones can be such a negative term sometimes, right? Like we hear, like we talk to our sisters or our moms or whatever, and we're like, oh, my hormones, you know, like it's my hormones that are causing me to be grumpy or it's like my hormones are off and I'm gaining weight or whatever, but it's like, it's almost never like talked about in a positive way. And so That is essentially like my mission in life at this point is to really change the conversation around hormones. And so when we don't look at hormones as something positive, I think that that's the the first thing that we're missing out on when we just think of like my hormones, you know, like maybe it means I can't work a couple of days a month because I have a bad period or something like that. But really your hormones are what runs your body. And specifically when we're talking about female hormones, like they truly are 
the superpower that you have as a woman because your um, estrogen and progesterone and your hormone cycle is what allows you to create new life, which is just like, let's just take a moment for that because it's incredible that God has created our bodies that way, that we can like truly create a new life and that our bodies are able to do that. And so our hormone cycle every month is what allows us to do that. So we're missing out by essentially thinking the hormones are always negative for sure. But also when we go through our hormone cycle and when you understand what's going on in your body, in your mind, in each week of your cycle, you really can implement some things in your business and in your motherhood as well, where you are showing up at your best capacity in different weeks of your cycle when you just know that that's your capacity. And so it really helps, um, it really helps with planning and it really helps with just like being at your best in whatever it is that you're doing in your business. If you happen to know how your cycle works so that you know where you can implement that and where you can essentially like use that as your superpower. Yeah. And I, I almost correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of think of it as like years ago when I would work out, I would do, I was, I would essentially do the same level of intensity the entire month. And then I learned about cycle syncing my workouts and how, um, you know, the luteal phase is different than when we're actually menstruating and we should be doing different types of activity or movement or resting versus moving, um, at certain types in our cycle. And when I learned that, I was like, oh my goodness, number one, I've been doing it the opposite way for so many years and just expecting my body to perform at the same level every single day, day in and day out when, when that's just not how we're designed, but also like it felt so much more in flow when I did cycle seek my workouts. And so I can only imagine that if we were to take those same principles and cycle sync our business, not only would we have more productivity because we're not fighting against ourselves, but we would probably feel more in flow, like in our business. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that when we are in flow and when I am running my business this way, it really just almost like makes you feel so much more qualified for what you're doing because you are doing the things in the phases of your cycle where your brain works the best that way. Um, and so, I mean, you're just going to be like 10 out of 10 more effective than if you're trying to like fight against yourself essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's, let's go back to that conversation of normal versus common. What is normal versus what is not normal, but maybe as mistaken as normal when it comes to our hormones? Yeah. So I'm going to go through just kind of like on a super basic level, kind of like what happens in hormone cycle so that you can understand that and um, can use that as context in the rest of this conversation. Um, but what what I want to start with is hormone symptoms are not normal. And so when I say that, what that means is if you have painful periods where you're having to take medication, you're having to lay on the couch, you dread it every single month, you have a super heavy cycle, anything that is essentially like decreasing your function, if you can't continue your daily activities because of a symptom, that is not normal. Now, when you are having a period, there is going to be maybe like a varying level of like minor cramping that could be normal. But with that being said, I very often have my clients experience um, going from like very painful periods, they've never had a good one to like literally pain-free. And so pain-free periods, in my opinion, are normal. 
um, periods where you don't know they're coming are normal, not because you don't know the day they're coming, but where you're not like, oh my gosh, I've been a disaster for a whole week before the period comes. I'm crying. I'm moody. I'm irritable. Um, that is abnormal having all those PMS symptoms to whatever extent they are, whether it's like PMS or PMDD, in my opinion, and my experience that is abnormal as well. And again, like I have my clients go from those, those ranges of symptoms to being like, I literally had my first period where I didn't even know it was coming. Like I knew it was day 29 and here it is, but like, I couldn't feel that it was coming. And so it really is normal. Our bodies were created to have these hormone changes without having big symptoms. And so other symptoms that I would consider abnormal are like breast tenderness prior to your period, hormonal acne, um, really irregular periods, missing a period, all of those things are abnormal. And then also just like a lot of times weight gets tied into hormones and it definitely is a piece of hormones. Um, it's not a piece of hormones, but like it can be a side effect. Having weight issues can be a side effect of hormones. And it goes back to more of the stress hormones than specifically estrogen and progesterone. But if you are like, it's unreasonable, the amount of weight that you're holding and you're, you know, eating well and you're exercising and all the things like sometimes that can be your hormones too. Um, so those are all symptoms that I would consider to be abnormal. And so much of the time we're told in our culture, like, oh, it just sucks to be a woman. So that's, that's how it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, I, prior to getting pregnant, I was experiencing extreme painful periods. I remember it was, I think it was the cycle before I got pregnant. I ended up in the ER thinking that I had a cyst burst or that maybe I was experiencing an ectopic pregnancy because the pain was so bad that I was vomiting. And it was, and it has been, I've had such painful periods ever since I was little. And I was on this journey of trying to balance my hormones uh, for a while prior, prior to getting pregnant. Um, but it's just so interesting how much we we don't know unless we actively seek out that information. Um, that like, oh, yeah. you mean crying and taking 800 milligrams of ibuprofen isn't normal to get through the day? Um, yeah. it, because that would, that's what I did. I would have to take four ibuprofen like multiple times a day in order to manage through that pain. So that's super interesting. I'm curious because of like, just like the season of life that I'm in, is it possible? I'm, I'm sure that it is, but maybe it'll be a silly question. Is it possible to have like hormone imbalances while you're pregnant? Like, like I know that the things change drastically when you're pregnant. So like what would be normal versus not normal during pregnancy? Oh yeah. That's a great question too. So yes, you can have hormone imbalances during pregnancy. Um, most of the time I feel that the estrogen progesterone balance is going to be like very, very, very much prioritized in your body because your body is like, this is life-giving, life-sustaining, absolutely necessary. And your body is always going to prioritize critical function over non-critical function. So if you are not pregnant and you're stressed and you're not eating enough and you're doing a million different things and you're not getting your nutrients, which is, I did say not eating enough, but not getting your nutrients and not eating enough can be different things or they can be the same thing. Um, but like if your body isn't getting what it needs and it's getting this constant signal of stress, it's not going to prioritize fertility. And what that means is it's not going to prioritize estrogen and progesterone balance because it's getting the signal 
that you are literally running from a bear 24-7 and it is protecting you. Your body is always protecting you and it's going to say, this isn't a good time to have a baby. She's running from a bear. Let's protect her. Let's not prioritize this because reproduction is a very metabolically expensive function in the body. So I'm saying that because to your point of, you know, it is more common to have those estrogen progesterone imbalances outside of pregnancy because it's not as critically life-sustaining outside of pregnancy. But when you are pregnant, um, outside of low progesterone in the first trimester, which is one of the leading causes of miscarriage, um, oftentimes once you kind of get past that first trimester, your estrogen and progesterone likely will be pretty solid. Most commonly they will be, but so many of those underlying things that were causing the painful periods and causing the PMS and things like that before pregnancy, there's still going to be some of those underlying issues, whether it's gut issues, whether it's liver function issues, blood sugar balance, all of those things can still cause a lot of symptoms in the body and symptoms like low energy and muscle aches and pains and really bad nausea. And, um, even like, I think just like the kind of the difference between that, like happy glowing pregnancy you want to have. And like, I kind of feel like I got run over by a truck, but I'm going to survive it because I have, I want to keep this baby, you know, um, going and like, I'm excited about this baby. So I definitely see that like the underlying reasons for hormone issues, which I haven't gotten into that, but like the gut and the liver and all those things that I mentioned, when those are carried over into pregnancy, they do cause different symptoms, but they're still pregnancy or that would be a lot of the more common pregnancy symptoms. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It does. And I feel like we could probably talk about that for like 17 hours and still, and I would have so much fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I love this. We'll have to have you back on the show. So let's, let's talk now about when it comes to cycle syncing, like in our, in our business and what are some of the superpowers that as women, we can expect to have in different phases of our cycle as it, as it relates maybe to our business or just our life? Yeah. Okay. So I will go through, like I said, a minute ago, I will go through kind of like what happens in a cycle with your hormones and please don't tune this out if it seems a little boring because it does actually, it does actually make a big difference in what you um, experience in the month. And you may be able to listen to this and be like, okay, I do experience this or I don't. And that may even tell us a little bit about where your hormones are. Um, But I know that this is information, like I definitely learned this in nursing school somewhere, but it didn't actually like click in my brain until I started using it all the time. So get this as the first layer. But um, in the first part of our cycle, so day one of your period is day one of your cycle. And that first like six to seven-ish days of your cycle, your estrogen and your progesterone are at a very low level. They're at their lowest level and they've dropped off just before your period starts. And that's what actually causes that bleed to happen. It is a a withdrawal bleed from those hormones. Um, But your estrogen and your progesterone are both working together to build that uterine lining all month long. The estrogen builds it and then the progesterone maintains it in the second half of your cycle. And then once those hormones drop off and they say, Hey, we're not pregnant, we don't need this anymore. Then that's what causes you to shed that lining and causes you to bleed. So you start out your cycle day one at your lowest estrogen and progesterone numbers. And what that means is that there's actually more connection in the right and the left sides of your brain, which is really, really interesting. So that whole first week of your cycle where you may feel a little bit less physically energetic, I do see that as normal where you're not just like bouncing off the walls with ideas and like 
lots of, you know, energy to do things. You also may feel lower social energy, which just means like feeling a little bit more introverted than usual. Like maybe you don't want to throw a party that day, but within the context of what's normal, that's not because you're laying on the couch because you're crying about your period and your, your belly hurts so bad. It's just because like your body is shedding. You've got a little bit more energy going out with that. And it really kind of like moves you into a little bit more of like an intuitive internal focus. And what that's really, really great for, whether you're in a business or in motherhood or both, is that is a time where you can plan like no other. It's a really, really great time for planning for a couple of reasons, because of that connection between the right and left sides of your brain. Um, but also because you're a lot less likely to overcommit when you're planning during your period versus if you were planning during ovulation, which is really interesting. So we can use that, you know, for planning your meals for your family. It could be planning your calendar, but it can also be planning goals in your business, planning out what you're working on throughout that month or the next month or whatever that looks like. But that, that phase where your body might be at a little bit of a lower energy phase, and maybe you don't want to do you know, podcast interviews necessarily, you don't want to be talking to a lot of people, but you do have that connection and that focus in your brain where you can really do planning. And so that's one thing that I think is so cool is that God created our bodies where it's like, okay, like I have a superpower in my brain where I may not have like all of the energy to like run around in circles during that first week of your cycle. So that is your menstrual week. Um, and a couple, I'll just throw in a couple of tips just, you know, for your hormones and for women that aren't related to business, but this is a really great time to just like really focus on nourishment in your cycle too. And if, especially if you do have painful periods, just focusing on foods that are warm and like, just kind of like those comfort foods. And I don't mean like junk comfort foods, but I mean like soups and broths and like maybe a little bit more like healthy carbs and things like that might be really nourishing and soothing to your body in this phase of your cycle. And then also like anti-inflammatory foods. Um, so like turmeric and ginger, I really like all of those things because they're really warming, they're really soothing, and they can really help not only like physically, but they can help you mentally to be your best in this phase. That's so good. And, and I have heard that like having warm foods uh, is is like com is good for you. And I even like prior to it was like right before I got pregnant, I was doing um, acupuncture and they were like, you know, you want to keep your womb warm right now. And so I remember I was even taking it to maybe this was extreme, but I would like only drink like either warm or lukewarm water at that point. Like I was not even drinking ice water. So that's so mm -hmm. interesting. And I definitely have heard turmeric is anti-inflammatory. And so oh, this is giving me like so many recipe ideas. I'm supposed to go to the, to the grocery store here a little bit. So I'm excited. Perfect. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Perfect. All these ideas. Absolutely. Okay. So that is the menstruating phase mm -hmm. is the next ovulation. So the next is working up to ovulation, which okay. is the follicular phase. And so that's kind of like day seven through 14 ish. Not everyone ovulates on day 14. Um, that's a whole other topic we could go into is like how to know when you're ovulating. But if you don't know for sure, or if you do, and you can, you know, fit this into your cycle somewhere around seven to 14 is typically where your body is building that follicle. And so the follicle is the, the little capsule holding the eggs in your ovaries. And so every single month towards the end of your period, your estrogen starts to rise. And so your estrogen is that hormone that is going to trigger ovulation. And it also is helping build up your uterine lining so that your body is ready 
for an egg to implant because as a woman who is cycling, your body is, and you know, if your hormones are pretty well balanced, your body is prioritizing fertility every single month. And so whether you want a baby or not, your body is going through that process and working on it every single month. And so your, the little capsules, the follicles that are holding your eggs are going to start maturing in both ovaries when estrogen rises because it triggers another hormone called follicle stimulating hormone. And then toward the end of that 14, that day 14 ish, um, it will trigger your luteinizing hormone, which is what you see on ovulation tests. And that is the one that is going to trigger whichever follicle has grown the biggest and is the most mature that is the egg that's going to pop out and be ovulated. And so in that phase, while estrogen is rising, that is going to be your most fertile phase. And because our bodies were created so beautifully, this is a phase where we are likely to feel our best and feel our most outgoing. And I've, I always talk about this because I think it's so cool. Um, there is a book, if you're like at all a hormone nerd or like a health nerd and you want to read this, um, there's a book called Your Brain on Birth Control. That book was so good. I really enjoyed it. Um, but they talk about um, when you are not on birth control and you are getting ready to ovulate that there have been so many different studies done on women's kind of like perceived attractiveness and their perceived attractiveness, even of just their voice without seeing them physically is always rated higher right before ovulation than it would be in any other part of your cycle. And so it's the time of your cycle where you are essentially like attracting your mate and wanting to reproduce. And so the beautiful thing about this in business, I mean, you can definitely think about like, oh, how could I use that to my advantage in my marriage and not in a like manipulative way, but like to the advantage of my marriage. Um, but when you think about business, this is beautiful, right? If you know every single month you have this week where you are the most radiant, most attractive and like energetically as well as physically, whether you feel that physically or not, this is a time where you want to be like front and center in your business. This is where you want to be, you know, face to camera. This is where you want to be recording. If you're recording um, podcasts or video modules or whatever that is, this is where you're going to show up like really high energy for your clients. This is maybe where all of the ideas are going to come out. I know for me, like when I get close to ovulation, I have a like the most incredible ideas for marketing and for my programs and for, you know, like, Oh, I have this client that I just thought of this. And like, let me, you know, change what we're doing a little bit because, you know, like your brain is just working at this high level with creativity. And so you can, you know, use that in whatever way it works for you in your business. But this is, this is a week where that creativity is high and where your, um, kind of like level of attraction level of, like being social and outgoing is highest. And so this is a great week to plan for, to really produce that content. That is so interesting. I had no idea that like our perceived attractiveness is highest in that stage. I, Isn't I, it crazy that they, that even wild. your voice though, like yeah. it's a whole thing. That is so wild. The Lord is just so intricate in the detail. And sometimes it like, it just blows my mind how God, he can create the glaciers and the, and the mountains and like all the wonders of the world. And also down to the nitty gritty of like these, li these, I mean, I don't mean little, but like the, these tiny little hormones compared to our body, like the size of them, like the, these hormones that like 
they rise and they fall at very like certain times and, and for certain reasons and with purpose, it's, it's beautiful to see that. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I think, I mean, I just get tickled every time. I just think it's so cool. Um, so yeah, so follicular phase, that's follicular phase up until ovulation happens. And I will say there's a little bit of carryover into the couple days, um, where you're kind of like in that ovulatory phase as well. Um, but I do split it up into four weeks just to make it like the easiest to figure out when you're planning for your business. So week three would be essentially like from the time that you've ovulated until that just like one week. So like essentially day seven to 14, again, if you have a 28 day cycle, this is perfect for you. If you're a little bit different, take it and spread it out a little bit. Um, but the, that last, that third week of your cycle, um, is what I kind of consider your ovulatory and post ovulatory week. And when you have ovulated, you switch over from estrogen being your dominant hormone to progesterone being your dominant hormone. Hopefully if your hormones are balanced, if your hormones are not balanced and you're having a lot of PMS and a lot of bad periods, oftentimes estrogen dominance is an issue where estrogen is just not clearing out of your body. You've made too much. There's a lot of different reasons that we won't go into now, but, um, hopefully progesterone has risen enough and you're making enough progesterone that it is your dominant hormone. And what that essentially does is it kind of creates a little bit of a sense of calm in your body. So imagine that, you know, you kind of have a hill and essentially like you started at the bottom of the hill with your period, you got to the top of your hill by the time you ovulated. And then you kind of just stay at the top of the hill for a little bit during this last or this third week of this cycle, where it's just kind of like a calm energy, but still kind of like a high, almost like a high vibe energy for lack of a better term. Um, but it is mixed with that sense of calm. And so this week is just a really, really great week for productivity and for conversation and collaboration and just like kind of like checking things off your list pretty systematically where most of the time you're feeling good. You're not, you know, your mood is good. Your body feels good. And you really have a, a huge skill of communication in that time. So whatever that looks like in your business, whether that's just communicating with clients, whether that's communicating with team members, um, and in your family, like this is a great time for a family meeting or for like a financial meeting in your marriage or whatever, because you are kind of at this like high energy, but also like a peaceful, calm energy. And so this is the week. And it's, it's so great that it comes after ovulation because you may have come up with like 17 million ideas in ovulation. And then you can like the next week be like, okay, like maybe I'll w w like whittle this down to like three ideas and I'll start checking things. So that ovulatory that post ovulatory week, um, I just see as like one of the best weeks for productivity in business. And then we switch over into that last week, which is the luteal phase. And so technically if you're listening to this and you, you just want to make sure, like, if you know about your cycle, I do realize it's the luteal phase ever since you ovulate, but I do see there's a difference in the energy. And so I like to break it down into two different weeks. So, um, those, that last week of your cycle, this is typically where PMS symptoms come up again, if your hormones are imbalanced. But even if you just have like great balanced hormones and you're not having a lot of PMS, um, this is where you're kind of like coming down the mountain again. And not that you're crashing at the bottom, but like it's kind of like a gentle slope down. And towards the end of the week, you may notice that your social energy is a little bit lower again. You're starting to introvert a little bit again. Maybe you want a little more time by yourself and maybe you're not feeling as motivated in your business. I will. Okay. So this is, this is just a little side note. But I would love to hear if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, I would love for you to DM me and tell me if this has been you. But I have had multiple, multiple months where at the end of the month, like those last two to three days, 
I'm like, burn it all down. Nothing's working. Everyone's doing it better. And this is cyclical. This is your hormones. Um, I've talked to countless business owner women who have also experienced this. It's pretty normal. It really is just your hormones like going down to get you ready for your next period. Um, but so that can happen sometimes. But so knowing that, that is not the time to actually burn it down or to make these decisions. It's just the time to realize like, okay, my brain's over analytical right now. Um, and maybe like take that information that it's giving you and see what's valid and write some notes. Um, but this last week of your cycles, so those last couple of days can kind of be a little more intense, but the last week of your cycle is actually really a, the best time in your business to do analytics. And so maybe it is, you know, looking at your business numbers for the month, budget, like different things like that. It's a really great time where you are pretty um, critical, essentially, in your business. And you can really take the, that information and get it together. Whether or not you make decisions on it in that moment is going to be up to you and like how stable you're feeling. But a lot of times that week is really, really great for not only the analytics, but also just like wrapping up some of the projects from the month. And so if you're able to run your business in a way that you start and end your months essentially with your cycle, it really can be a beautiful flow of you You start out planning, you come up with all the ideas and the creativity, you check things off your list. And then towards the end of your cycle, you analyze how did it work? you plan, you know, you kind of like get ready to plan for that next month and you wrap up those projects. And so, I mean, I just think it's beautiful. It's like the perfect package. It really is. And, and it allows you to be all of the different personalities. I don't mean like multiple personalities, but like the, the different roles that you have to take in a business as being a business owner, you have to take on the role of creativity. You have to take on the role of like visionary. You also have to take on the role of being the person that's running the budget, especially when you start off and you're a, like a one woman team, you know, as so many of us are in the beginning phases of our business, you have to wear a lot of hats. And it's so cool that God like pre-downloaded into us different phases where we can wear those different hats that are going to actually aid in our business development and growth rather than working against it. That's what was so amazing. So how would you say is a simple and easy way to incorporate hormones into your business for maybe somebody who is just starting and is a beginner at this? Yeah. So I think the very first thing would just be tracking your cycle. And this can feel much harder than it needs to be. But I would just say start with like, you know, I, the, the app that I like best is Kindara, um, just because there's a lot of information that we can get from that as you become a little bit more um, like adept at tracking your cycle. But I just liked starting with it. Um, but just track like when your period is and then track symptoms in there. Track like, oh, hey, I noticed um, that I had, you know, like some changes in my cervical fluid or I noticed like I had a headache this day or I noticed good things too. Um, you know, I noticed like my libido was higher at this time of my cycle. So track those type of things to start. And then I would highly suggest tracking your temperatures after that so that you can actually understand ovulation. And if you're like, I have never tracked my cycle before, um, I would I have um, a podcast as well, the Happily Hormonal Podcast. I have lots of episodes on tracking your cycle. I have lots of episodes on where to start with your hormones. So go there if this is intriguing or feel free to reach out as well and I'll, I'll send you something specific. But I would say tracking your cycle, even if it's just you know tracking your period and kind of realizing like, hey, I might be in week one or week two. So 
you definitely need to have that framework to be able to start incorporating your hormones. And then I would say just like pick one thing. So if you're like, okay, I think that I'm just going to start by like every month when I get my period, day two of my cycle, I'm going to do some planning in my business. Like just start with one thing. Or if you're like, oh man, I'm really intrigued by like doing my content in my follicular phase, map that out and set aside some time to do that when you're feeling at kind of your high point. So I would say just track your cycle and then pick one thing to start with. Yeah, that's really great advice. And there's so much information that like reveals itself when we track our cycle. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it truly is. So to kind of wrap it up here, where would you have a woman start if she has an inkling that her hormones are off? Yeah. So I think I think that my answer is actually going to be the same. I think that tracking, just knowing where you are in your cycle is going to be really, really important. Um, and then honestly, because I have so many episodes and so many resources, I would say come over and listen to my podcast, Happily Hormonal. Start at episode one and then kind of go from there. Um, but I really, really focus on simplicity with hormone balance because I work with busy moms. I'm a busy mom myself. And you don't need to wade through tons of information. You just need some answers. And so most of the time, it's going to be understanding what's going on in your body and then working on your nutrition. And so those are the two things that I talk about the most often on the podcast. But there's an episode for you wherever you are. Beautiful. Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of this beautiful information. I know that you mentioned your podcast. I'm going to have you mention one more time where people can come find you on Instagram, on the podcast, and then I'll also have it linked in the show notes. Right. Perfect. Yes. So the podcast is Happily Hormonal and you'll see um, yeah, Happily Hormonal with Leisha Drews. You'll see that. And then my Instagram is just at Leisha Drews. It's L-E-I-S-H-A-D-R-E-W-S. Um, and I'm there on and off, definitely on the podcast more, but I love to talk to you in the DMs. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Ladies, this is an episode that you're probably going to need to go back and listen to a few times. There's so much good gold information in there. And whether you are um, in a season of trying to get pregnant, whether you have littles, wherever you're at in your season of life, know that hormones are important and that it's good to have hormones. Um, we just need to make sure that they're balanced. So thank you so much, Leisha. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Hey coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.